Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wrestling Conversations. Thank you to everyone that took the time to download and listen to this podcast. Um, so please follow the show on Twitter. You can, if you search Wrestling Conversations, uh, you'll find us there. But it's uh, at res, W-R-E-S, Convo, C-O-N-V-O, pod. Um, so you can find us on Twitter. And also, please leave us a iTunes or whatever other platform that you use to listen to the show. Leave us a review um, on there and give it a five-star rating. That would be greatly appreciated. So our guest today is Andrew Thompson. Um, Andrew is a writer for Post Wrestling, um, and he also does um, interviews entitled um, Andrew Thompson Interviews. And he's had lots of impressive guests, including the likes of uh, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, um, Leo Rush, and the list goes on and on. So we get into um, how Andrew got started writing, how he got started doing the interviews. Um, then we talk a little bit of wrestling and see what what Andrew likes to watch and what some of his uh, some of his favorite wrestlers are and what his preferences are as well. Uh, so please give this conversation a listen. Welcome everyone to Wrestling Conversations. Our guest today, Andrew Thompson. Andrew, thanks for coming on. And I appreciate you having me on, Matthew. I'm excited. We were supposed to do this, I think, a week prior, but thankfully Matthew uh, was able to work, work with the, the the somewhat hectic schedule I had last week or hectic day I had last week, and uh, we, we made it happen this week, and I appreciate you having me on, my man. I'm excited. Hey, no problem. Yeah, thanks for making it work, too. You're you a pretty busy guy, so I just appreciate you making the, making the time to do this for me. Appreciate it. Of course, man. Anytime. I'm excited to talk to you, man. Yeah, so we'll we'll kind of get into the things that you're you're kind of doing now, and this I don't want this to be a thing that we start all the way at the beginning. Even though I'll probably ask you some beginning questions here and go all the way through, but I wanted to start for you because I know I've seen a lot of your work. Um, I know you've worked for places other than just posts and doing your interviews as well on your own. Um, but when did you first like discover wrestling? Have you been a fan like your whole life, or is this something that you kind of discovered later on and started following? When did that um, When did that happen for you? Yeah, man, the bug. The bug got me pretty the early. The bug got me pretty early, man. I say I was like, oh, I'm gonna say like three or four years old when I first started watching wrestling. Like I, I got like a family members telling me like they used to see me like when I was downstairs, like jumping on the couch, like watching Monday Night Raw and stuff like that, like yeah. just hit, hitting the moves on the <laughs> on the pillow and stuff like that. I always love hearing those stories. And um, yeah, that, that earliest memories. Yeah, pro- probably that like doing those exact same things that they tell me they used to see me doing downstairs on the uh, downstairs on the couch do- wrestling the pillows and stuff sure. like that, watching Raw and SmackDown or, or whatever was on TV at the time. So yeah, that's all my earliest memories of wrestling. And yeah, the bug the bug called me pretty early. Pretty early. early. That was probably about the same for me. I think I was I was probably three or four, you know, at the beginning. And similar it's funny you say that too, because my uh my sister is Gosh, she's she's quite a bit older, so she's probably thirteen years older than me. So when we were growing up, she was always the older one. But she she has lots of lots of pictures of me doing wrestling moves, which is like now it's like oh gosh, what was I thinking? But there's lots of couches on me, or lots of pictures of me on the couch doing like flips and stuff because I was a big Hardy Boys fan, so of course I'm doing flips on the couch. Uh, but okay, so three to four years old, so you've been kind of throughout your whole life at this point. You've been following wrestling, yeah, basically throughout my whole life. There, there was like a point. Well, like I'm pretty sure I, I feel like we all sort of have, have like the similar like story of like you know re- really enjoying wrestling at a very young age, and then like having that point like when you sort of fell out of it a little bit, you sort of lost like you so it was that yes. disconnect, yeah. and, and that that happened for me. Like I think 
I, I think when I was around like seventh or eighth grade through like maybe tenth grade, like it was like through that maybe like a couple year, four year stretch, like when I was like out of wrestling. And then like I remember what got me back into it. And I, I again I feel like this is another like very similar thing. Like when, when as when uh I had saw the CM Punk pipe bomb thing mm-hmm. on, on YouTube because yeah. I was I was scrolling through YouTube, some looking for stuff like completely unrelated to wrestling. And I saw it on a little suggestion thing. And like I I I guess I kept tabs on, on wrestling, but like I wasn't like actively paying attention or watching. And I remember I watched this thing and I was like, hmm. Like that's that's different and you went like it was crazy it's like i'm i wasn't as like the, when i was younger um when i was still like in the thick of it i, I only knew other than wwe the only thing i knew about was tna mm-hmm. like that was that was the only other wrestling that i knew about mm-hmm. and like you know as i i would say probably like 2015 2016 is when i like actively started watching like things other than outside of the 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 bubble of reference or the frame of wrestling that I had as far as like pro wrestling goes. Mm-hmm. So like when I was hearing, you know, these different places being mentioned, I was like, the hell is he talking about? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, it, it's interesting looking at looking back at everything like in hindsight. And then you know, of course I was able to like, you know, catch up on everything and like get, you know, well and full go back and watch stuff from like 05 and those, you know what I'm saying? Like different right. stuff that I wasn't uh aware of you know, in my younger days and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's cool looking back at all that stuff and how like and seeing like, you know, especially how much pro wrestling has changed in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, similar path, I think for me too, like it's funny because there's been a couple of parallels here from when I must be, gosh, I think I had that same follow around that, you know, around that time, middle school. Mm-hmm. It, it always happened right there, man. Yeah, that's when it yeah. is. And same for me, I think like uh, I took that break when I came back and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, like, you know, same thing new WWE stuff. Um, I was, I've been, I was aware of like TNA from a while, but again, that's kind of where it stopped for me. Yeah. So I came back to wrestling and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, like what's, what's ring of honor. Oh, so I start watching mm-hmm. ring of honor. Okay. That leads me to new, <laughs> new Japan and then like other Indies and stuff, uh, you know, kind of after that. But I don't know how this has changed for you too, but I, I think about when I was, when I was a kid and you know, I'd watch WWF at the time stuff on cable. Okay. We got that. And then, at that point, it was still VHS for me, um, where I'd, you know, I was kind of a, kind of a poor kid a little bit. So like we got a couple tapes and, you know, DVDs started coming out and I'd get a little bit more as those became a little bit more affordable later on. But, um, but for me, it was the, the video stores that I would rent like the, the same three or four tapes that they had like on repeat, like, oh, I'd get one. Then the next time I get the other one, just watch like the same three or four pay-per-views all the way through. And now it's so crazy to think about all that we have access to of like, okay, every pay-per-view basically, you know, other than AEW is, you know, most of them are streaming or there, you can get them at an affordable price if they're on like fight or whatever too. But just the ease and how much wrestling we have access to like, yeah, new Japan world where before people are trading tapes and it's just impossible mm-hmm. to, to find that. Um, did you have a moment where, okay, you like realized, yeah, I've got access to all these other things here. And how has that, how has that changed over time for you? you went, so like, um, you talking about like going to the like different video stores. It was a point when I was collecting, I was trying to collect every 2003 WWE pay-per-view. And I think I got up to judgment day. Like I have the Royal rumble, uh, no way out WrestleMania backlash. I think judgment day was right out. I think judgment day was right out the backlash from that mistake. But like, I have those like DVDs, like listed on this little 
thing because like it'll be it'll be just remind yeah. me of my childhood and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that's what i would do like if i had some of the um so, some of those videos that would just be like sitting in the cart like or sitting in the um the little bucket at the at, at some of the any, yeah. at any store or whatever yeah. like any video store and like i would just pick up like you know raw's greatest moments or like uh, oh yeah yep t- tombstone the history of the undertaker you know what i'm saying like or the john cena oh, yeah. dvd you know like all that just, stuff just, yeah. all, all that stuff you know what i'm saying and well i'm trying to think of that there was a moment when i realized that it was a lot of access i mean i i, I probably say like uh 2016 2017 like right around when i started like watching everything like you know finding out about different promotions and and, and all this type of stuff and just trying to be like I guess, like expect, like in 2016, I was I was on this kick to like find and watch like anything that I had missed. Or like I, I just wanted to be like as informed as possible. Like I'm talking about like seeking out old all Japan stuff and like trying oh, to nice. find out little Noah. Like just like just trying to find it or see anything. And for for most of the shit was on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like right, some yeah. like matches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like I couldn't. It, it was hard to find like four shows. But like when you look on YouTube and it was like most of the stuff is there and like I was watching stuff, you know, older stuff from probably I think from when I was uh, before I was even born. Yeah. So like, you know, just seeing different stuff like that. So that I, that was when uh, I probably realized that it was like, I guess, access to this stuff. But like as far as like YouTube goes uh, and seeing all these different wrestling shows and stuff like that. So, yeah, that, that's probably when I when I was on that kick back in 2016. I missed sure. those days. Sure. Yeah, that's. I'm still, I mean, there's still so much good stuff on YouTube for a lot of stuff from Japan and Mexico that I'm still like trying to work through. And like, there's just so much there that there's a couple of channels, just like, it's just like endless matches that you could watch again, like you said, not shows, but you could find some good matches in that too. I'm still trying to work my way through some of that stuff from Japan and Mexico from a lot of nineties stuff. I'm looking at now a lot of nineties. Yeah. A lot of nineties. I was about to say, and then on top of that, you see it on, you see it on social media. Like you get recommendations from that. Like it's uh, a, There's a Twitter account I follow. I think it's called Vintage. It's Vintage something. I, I can't remember the the. the, the oh, the, I think it's yes. Vintage for us. I think that's it's pure. Yes. So I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I follow they, them they, as well. They, that's oh, that, they that have, makes me. But they have so much good like clips and stuff like and like recommendations and like matches that happened in the '90s and the '80s. Like it's. It's like some of the best stuff. Like it's it's sometimes where I'll see some of these clips, and I'd be like, you know what, bro, I'm gonna go watch them. And then it's it's like literally on YouTube because like they they have some stuff like matchups from you know talents that uh that are like highly revered that I haven't seen mm-hmm. uh that much of. Like I've seen like a few matches here and there, but like when I see some of these matches, I'm like, oh, this happened. Like and then you, it's so some of the stuff like we were talking about is so accessible through you know the YouTube platform. So that, I, I think that that's why like one of the uh, one of the best accounts and like also um the, the dark puroso flosion account yep, yep. like yep. the one that like they i know they post a lot of uh like joshi stuff you see that a lot of yeah. joshi wrestling so that's I follow that, that's another them, cool absolutely one. yeah they, see, see? I, like, <laughs> I like how they too sometimes like they'll do just you know short clips of like of like one spot you know but i like the ones where they like they'll edit like a bunch of different segments from the match and put it all together in like a minute clip yeah. or something those are my favorite too because you get like a little bit like here and there and then yeah then you can like oh yeah i'm gonna go check this one out i've definitely <laughs> i've been down that rabbit hole more than a few times here recently that's for sure awesome yeah um so when did things for you as far as like you've been a fan since you were a kid you got things picked up for you um a little bit later on in 2015 2016 2017 when did you decide like yeah i would actually like to start like covering wrestling when did that become yeah this is like a hobby that i have to something it 
to, to it being something a little bit more more serious. So, so this happened when I was uh when I was in community college. You want to know, like it's so funny because I I would like vividly remember like the night when I was like I want to write about wrestling. Like I like vividly remember this. Like again, I was in community college at the time, and I was like looking for something to do like on my downtime because like the year prior and I was working a job and then like I guess school kind of consumed me I guess because it, it was like a lot going I was I took on like, like a lot of courses like I was like one of those trying to overachievers like trying to get right. everything done so I could get out of there as quick as possible sure. and I was like I, I, I'm gonna start covering pro wrestling so I remember I looked up a website called uh e-wrestling.news I don't know if it's still going or not um but I remember the guy there had first he was a he, he gave me the opportunity to write like columns. Like this wasn't news, right? This was just columns. Like it was, columns. I still, I still have the couple the, the screenshot and the links, but I don't know if the links are still working, but I still have the screenshots to the first three articles I wrote on this website. And the first one I think was a 2017 Royal Rumble predictions article. Mm, and like, sure. I was like trying to uh, fantasy book you know, trying to get my uh, sure. best uh, best predictions possible for the for that event, and then another one I wrote like the um, I, I I think I was not a uh, I was not pleased about the state of Monday Night Raw back in twenty seventeen. Okay. Sure. So I wrote like a opinion piece on that, and it was another one I think it was NXT. What was that in twenty NXT Takeover San Antonio was in twenty seventeen, oh, and okay. I had yep. wrote like a uh, I think a review or like my just my thought my general thoughts about it. This was back. I remember. I still remember back in twenty seven. Like this was uh when I did the Royal Rumble article. I was like real heavy on Sami Zayn winning the Royal Rumble, and I had this like idea in my head that it was. <laughs> I had this idea in my head that it was gonna be uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in the main event at, at WrestleMania. I don't know why I thought that, but I was like, I was like, That's this this is yeah. th- th- this is the move. Like it needs yep. to happen. Kevin and Sami and man, it, it, to me, it, it made. I had like this whole. Thing with like Braun Strowman and like it was like I, I, I so sometimes I like really miss those days because like I wasn't I, I was I, I of course knew like about wrestling news and stuff but I wasn't as like in it as I am now yeah. so like I was just sure. looking at it from just like I guess like from what I was consuming on television like what yeah. I saw through television you know what I'm saying sure. so yeah I, I started doing that and then uh, after doing some columns I wanted to get into news writing because like of course I knew what it what that was in terms of like in the wrestling media coverage space. And that's when I reached out to a site, a similar name site called E-Wrestling News. There's no no dot in the middle though, just E-Wrestling okay, News sure. straight through. And a guy named Frank Sun, I always make sure to mention him. Like whenever, um, you know, we I have a conversation with somebody about, uh, you know, I guess how I got started. They want to know how I got started or whatever like that in, in wrestling news. I always make sure to mention him because I had zero experience in news writing i'm talking about mm-hmm. nothing zilch mm-hmm. like there was like he gave me a paid opportunity and kind of let me that kind of he did like m- let me make a lot of mistakes because i did not know what i was doing i'm talking about i was like lifting people quotes at, at the time like i didn't know right. what i was doing like i didn't you know what i'm saying like people just doing transcription work and it's so funny because i look at it present day and i'm like i i, I know that i can be very uh uh, I guess on people about the transcription work, you know what I'm saying? And it's so funny looking back because that was the exact same thing that I was doing, but I didn't realize it at the time. Sure. And I didn't realize how many, how much work it is to like do those transcriptions. So 
So like I was doing that stuff and I was like lifting people quotes. And I, I think I was like getting the site in trouble and stuff like because I was like just taking people work without crediting, mm-hmm. crediting and stuff like that. And then I I, I don't know when it started. To, I, I think I started to get it like like around the summer that year, 2017, summer 2017, mm-hmm. like we started to click and I started to like understand like the news flow and like sort of primary sites that I would go to to like, I guess, go to news and like find my own method about going about like, that's when I start. that's when it started to click when I started finding like my own little method about how to find wrestling news and stuff like what's important and what's not important. And of course I still didn't get it like how I feel like I get it now, but I, I was like, I started to, I don't know, it just started to click for me at some, at some point in terms of like the news writing stuff. And um, yeah, that, that's how I got, that's how I got my, uh, my I guess my foot in the sure. door. Proverbial foot in the door. Yeah, I always make sure to mention uh Frank Sun because he sure. he he gave me a like I I, I don't I don't probably I don't even th- I don't even think probably I don't think I would be covering uh or be in wrestling media if it wasn't for Frank. I probably would have stopped just with the columns, but like he gave me a, a opportunity and I felt like I uh I needed to like uh take on the, the the challenge, I guess, of like trying to get better. So yeah, I always make sure to shout out him, man. I I, I think he's still running the site. I don't I don't know if he's still running. I think he is, but yeah, I always make sure to shout him out, sure. man. He did me a, a real big solid and, sure. and sort of introduced me to like a realm um, where, you know, I think I've been able to uh, have a lot of fun in. Sure. And I think like, you know, whether it's covering wrestling or anything that somebody's doing too, I think we always need those. We need those people that can open the door, but then it's kind of like you mentioned, and it's kind of on you like to put in the work after the fact and like, yeah, you need somebody to teach you, but you've got to be willing to take that criticism or like learn from those mistakes that you made. So no, that's, that's awesome too. Like, so you mentioned um, for wrestling, you got that bug kind of pretty early on and like you saw it, you liked it. So for writing, did that kind of transfer over to that too, where yes, I wrote one of my first columns and then were you hooked from that point or did it take you a few times around to feel like, is this what I really want to continue to do? No, but, but I, I think it was more so, my, my, it, it was the columns, the early columns, mm-hmm. but like I think what really hooked me was like the news aspect. Like when I started covering that type of stuff, and like when I started like okay, um, I like finding like the the actual like I guess uh, facts of a of a story and like gathering information and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like okay, yeah, I'm 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 like I'm I'm like really enjoying like what's going on. But like I all like it's definitely those columns that got me started because I. I, I like, I don't know, I, I guess I just like the feeling of like, okay, this is like my printed work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, like, I wrote this. Like, I, I this is always that. And I still get that feeling to this day. So that's how I know I'm like, you know, because I always uh, definitely have that mindset of like, if you uh, if you like doing something and it gets like boring, then you probably need to either take a step back from it or stop doing it completely. Yeah. Like, I still get those like little, like jitterbugs, like whenever I'm doing an interview or like, get excited like when i'm covering news you know what I'm saying? i still feel that like that exact same way uh to this day but like that like when i started feeling that way back in 2017 i was like yeah i think this is what i'm supposed to be doing like it, yeah. it sort of just felt but then it just became a way of like okay how do i get better to where the point like where i can be like um recognized you know and sort of get some get some eyes on me and stuff like that so yeah it, it just sort of grew from from, from that point but yeah that definitely what you said it was more so just a uh the columns that that that, that that's when i knew continue okay and yeah and you said like okay if you're getting bored of something and that's like a time to step back or to maybe find something else to do i think like if you're 
if you're reading something, if you're watching something and you can, you can definitely tell if the person that's doing that work is not quite there. I feel like for the most part, like that comes across like very easily where it's like, Oh, that person's not in it. And that's something that I've, that I've really has jumped out to me. Um, when you're doing your interviews too, like you can tell, like there's probably no place you'd rather be in that moment rather than doing those interviews. Not that it's always (laughs) sunshine and rainbows, obviously challenges that go with that too, but um, yeah. if, if you could tell like, okay, you want to be there, you're engaged and it's just like, it's, it's not, it's not a chore to you. It's something that you're like, you can tell that it's something that you're looking forward, you know, to do. So yeah. I think that's certainly I've noticed with your work too, that stands out like, yeah, you want to do this. So that's great. I appreciate that. Uh, you saying, I definitely appreciate you saying that. That means a lot. Uh, yeah. I always, you know what I'm saying? Just try to be like, um, like, I mean, you want to know what's funny, like, about, like, doing interviews? Like, I, I remember I did one, um, like, a sort of a similar format to this. Like, this was, like, early this year. And like, I asked me, the, 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 the guy who was, I was doing the podcast, but he was like, do you have any, like, uh, critiques or, like, advice and stuff like that? And I was just like, bro, like, everybody got their own style and, like, formula. Like, I can't sit here and tell you, like, what the fuck to do. Like, you know, I can sit here and, like, I guess... You know what I'm saying? I can't like yeah. bestow this like a knowledge. I mean, it's it's just more so like you just gotta find your groove and do what you do. Like you can't try to mimic what other people do. I mean, I'm talking about you can follow like similar formats and stuff like that, but it's more so about making sure that you feel comfortable in the way that you want to do your interviews. Like you know what I'm saying? It's not, there's no set formula or perfect way to do it, but the perfect way is the way that you do it and the right. way that you feel comfortable. That's the right way to do your interviews is the way that you want to do your stuff. Yeah. Like I, and that's, I just like, like when you said that it kind of like sparked that memory, like that, that I hear from that conversation a couple months ago, but yeah, I, I just try to, you know what I'm saying? Just do my own thing, bro. And just, you know, do it how I do it. And I guess stay in my lane, I guess sure. I, that, that's, that, that, that always worked for me. It ain't, it ain't, you know, steer me wrong about 20 some years of it just in regular life. So sure. I just try to do that, you know, when I do interviews as well. Sure. So you like, um, so you're kind of, kind of like the old saying, okay, like be the first you rather than trying to emulate somebody else. Yeah, man, just do yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Just do it. it that, you could take that shit in like any type of life advice. Like just, yeah. you just, be, just do what you do and do what works for you. You know, because that, I mean, doing what you do and doing what works for you is going to steer you closer to where you want to go because it's just based on originality. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I'm going off on a tangent and shit now, but it's like, oh, go for it. I'm, not, I'm, I'm like a naturally like a, I'm like reserved, I guess. Like I'm not a, the most outgoing person, but like the people that know me will tell you like, I'm like this goofy, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm always joking oh, yeah. and like messing around, but like to the people that don't know me, I'm like very I'm to myself, you know what I'm saying? That's how I always have been. But to the, again, to the people that know me, you, and, and I, I just try to um take my, how I am just in, everyday life and carry that into like whether it's news writing or, or doing interviews like I just or, or, or giving opinions on pro wrestling you know what I'm saying or anything like that I just try to in the best way possible transition that how I am just in everyday life into what I do when it comes to work related stuff if that if that makes I don't even know yeah. if that makes sense but no, that makes it makes perfect sense too because I mean it's pretty obvious when people are if they're trying whether it's interviews or somebody that's in wrestling whatever the case is too like it, it comes across like if you're trying to be somebody else or be what you you know instead of being yourself you think what you, you try to be who you think you should be that i think that yeah. comes across like it comes it's maybe a little unnatural at times so i'm yeah. um, even like even if that um 
you know, you're, you're focused on, you know, being you doing your own style. Do you have other interviewers that you kind of look up to that you've maybe studied or that you feel like, not that you're copying them, but you've pulled some things. No, 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 maybe, no. I, I was, like yeah. So you, it, there is somebody who, uh, this like early on, who I like really, um, and still to this day, who I really enjoy the interview is a guy named Jason Powell from okay. prowrestling.net. Yep. I love the way Jason does interviews. Like he's like, has a very, like, I guess like smooth style, like how he approaches interviews. And like, he always gets like the, um, like the big story without trying hard. Like yeah. he always like finds a way to like get that big headline out of a, a wrestler, but he doesn't like the thing that he doesn't like telegraph it. Like he like builds, uh, like I've like noticed that like he builds up to it. And then like towards like the end of the interview, like with the wrestlers, like all comfortable and stuff. That's when he, you know what I'm saying? They, they're, like, oh, yeah. like, they're like an open book. And they're just like, well, you know, my contract is fast. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, you, you you know that like, I, that's, that's Jason's probably one of my uh, favorite interviewers uh, that, that that I like um, watching and stuff like that. I would say Jason. Um, I'm trying to think who else has interviews that, that I like. But it's, 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 it's so many people that do great interviews, bro. Like they do a great job with their own particular styles. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm gonna say my guy. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna just shout him. I'll just shout him out because he always, uh, he always showing love, man. My guy Jeremy at Fightful, he does great interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll mention, you know what? Since we, since they just did something today, uh, uh, John Pollock at Post, they they yeah, did it. Uh, they good. did an interview with uh with Brandon Thurston at uh they did an interview with Chris Hero. So just the, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the cheap, cheap, cheap plug. Right. He is really yeah. good. He's, he's pretty smooth and pretty relaxed. Yeah. I, I enjoy yeah. John's interviews for sure. John, John is, John is a, John is much like, um, when you talk about interviewing style, like somebody like Jason, like very like akin to like yeah. the way they approach interviews. But like the thing that I, I, I want to say, I, one thing I say like distinguishes, uh, John is he's like, um, very like research heavy and you can yes. tell he does his research and he like, absorbs everything and like he presents it in a way to where like you like uh breaks it down like br- breaks down like one point into like a couple of different questions so like I, I would say like yeah john is one of my uh one of my favorite interviews too um yeah john jason jeremy all jays look at that um it is but it's, it's so many people oh um Brett ridge and phil at graph city Oh, those sure, my sure. guys. Yep. Yeah, man, they they do great interviews. Um, but it's, it's like what you so it's another like um, this this is like another uh, they, they they don't do like wrestling interviews. I mean, they they interview wrestlers, but they like really don't like talk about wrestling. Is uh, yeah. uh, I they, I know it's on the black the black wrestling YouTube channel, and I know one of the hosts. Her name is uh. Her, I think her nickname is Lovely, and she does she does an interview with um with another co-host. I I'm like I'm blanking on his name right now, and I don't want to um mess it up. But uh, they do an interview where they interview uh they interview wrestlers, but they don't talk about wrestling. They just talk about like everyday like just and it, but it is the funniest shit. Like so, like sometimes <laughs> like if I'm like just listening to a podcast, I just like throw their stuff. It's it's like it's like, just, 
it's just funny. Like I, I like yeah. sometimes sometimes I like listening to those style of interviews, like where it's just like they just joking all the time, yeah. just you know, messing with each other and picking fun at each other. You know, like that that's some of my favorite stuff. But like, a nice, that, nice change of pace from what, what yeah, typically like if you're talking to a wrestler, like okay, you go through all the wrestling stuff. Yeah, nice change of pace. Yeah. I can see that. I yeah. can see that. So yeah, those, those are like some people like I could probably name like a hundred more people if I like really like sat down and thought about it. But like those are some people that just come to mind just off the off the rip. Sure, sure. Um, and I want to get back to your interviews in a second too, but so when you started writing too, you did some work over at Fightful too, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I start, so I started, uh, again with the, the e-wrestling.news e and then e-wrestling news. And then I started working at Laws of Pain, AKA, which is wrestling headlines now. Mm -hmm. I started over there. And then after that, that's when, oh my, I don't know if you heard that. I just tapped my mic on accident, but, okay. uh, <laughs> but but then after I was at Laws of Pain, that's when I started at Fightful in February 2018. Okay, okay. How did how did you get hooked up with everyone at at, at Fightful? So I had I, I think I took like a um like a two, two month break um from Laws of Pain as I, I like remember this I, like this was when I was at uh I was at university. And I, I remember I took like a good, yeah, I took like a good two month break. This was like right after um, what was that pay per view? Was it NXT NXT War Games 2017? Like I remember, only reason I remember that was because that was the one with Drew McIntyre, who was Peck. Oh, I think when sure. he went with a DDT, when Andre had him, Andre yeah. had him in a DDT, and he, yeah. I guess he held onto the rope and he tore. Okay. Yeah, that, that's the only reason yeah. I remember that specifically. And um, yeah, that that's when and I remember I had wrapped up with uh, Lords of Pain, and I had I felt like I had um. I know Fightful was like still very like new at the time. Yeah. But I sort of liked the um trajectory that it was going. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna kind of be a part of this because I could see it was like a, you know what I'm saying? And but I I feel like at that point I had polished my um my news writing to the highest point that I could at the time. And not saying like that that was the first I could go, but more so that like I felt confident to where I could like, okay, I think I could probably work for a, like a, a, a more bigger site, you know what I'm saying? I, I was like confident in that. So I remember I had reached out to Sean and we had worked out some on the Lord, I guess on a trial basis. And I, I guess one of the things that sort of stood out was I was like, find like different stories. When I say mm -hmm. different, I mean like um, non-traditional stories that would get traction. I guess sure. if that makes it like yeah. outside of the transcription work and stuff, maybe just like non-traditional stories that would gain traction and stuff like that. And I sort of developed a habit with that stuff in terms of finding things that a lot of people wouldn't be able to find sure. when it comes to news writing. So I, I think that's sort of what got me in. And then I think I was full time like a month or so into it because mm -hmm. I, I remember like I, I started like right before WrestleMania. I, got, I was full time like right before WrestleMania 34. Like in was that twenty eighteen mm. New Orleans? That was like uh, right. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I was like I started like full time, like sometime maybe like six or seven weeks maybe before that. So yeah, that all within that that time Short frame. Of time, yeah. sure. Okay, okay. So from Fightful, is that when you made the move to Post? Is you're with Post now? And yeah. Is that when you made the move? Like, was it Fightful then Post? Yeah, it was Fightful then Post. I uh, wrapped up with Fightful and. Mm, summer of 2019 mm -hmm. summer 2019 and again i took like a little break and then i went to i reached out to john and you you know it's like it's so funny like thinking about like all these stuff because i like remember 
I like one one thing I say like I have like a, a somewhat like decent memory of like where exactly I was and what I was doing when these specific sure. memories or key moments in my life were like happening. You know what I'm saying? Or, or fun yeah. moments in my life where I have like I remember I was at a I was at playing basketball. I was at a court with my friends when I had sent the email to John about working at Pokes. Like I was I was tired about look. I, I am not what I used to be in terms of like basketball, like when I'm officially old man status. Like I get, I got about good 40 minutes worth of gas tank in me. Right. And then next, you know, I'm out there sweat, like try, trying to gas for air. So I remember I took a seat and I remember I was like, cause I had already, I, of course I had new post. Cause I, you know, it was crazy. I used to, um, when I was in, when I was at university, I used to listen to John Away's podcast. So that'd be like on my way mm-hmm. to like my 12 PM class or whatever like that. So like it was just funny like thinking about how like a year later I ended up you know this funny stuff like that, but I remember I sent the email when I was sitting down when I was uh you know after I finished playing basketball and I was like, well I think it sounded like a good email, you know I guess we'll see what happens and uh I I don't, I don't know if you wanted me to stop right there I don't know if you had like some like no, in between questions no, keep or going, keep oh going. okay no, keep going. yeah so uh I remember John had uh. He he was they they had already had like a form because especially because back then the post was still new that they, John away was like a year into the site like yeah. a year and some change maybe like a year and five months into the site you know so they they had their formula like already locked in and I guess like they weren't not, not that they weren't sure but like it was just more so of like we kind of got our groove like yeah. you know what I'm saying like I don't really know if we need like an extra writer or whatever like that and which I understand right but uh. Yeah, I, I remember John had put me on like a trial basis just to, you know, just to see like where exactly I would fit. And I, I already knew because like I, w- I would check out posts, you know what I'm saying, anyway. Like I knew yeah. what they did and like news updates and stuff like that. So I remember he had asked me to do one of the news updates. That was like a trial thing. And I remember the first time he asked me to do that, I started working on the news update. I think like a day before I was supposed to turn it in. And I remember I started at like it's like at 7 a.m. And I just compiled a bunch of like transcriptions, like listened to a whole bunch of interviews. And that fucking news update, bro, I bullshit <laughs> you not. It was 33 like Microsoft Word pages, oh, like just wow. notes. Wow. Like okay. stuff that I had like compiled. Like I'm talking about long ass transcriptions. Cause like again, mind you, this that, that sounds like a lot, but it's easier to do when you have like like let's say i listen to an interview right like i just for example i listened to it like um malachi black was on bobby fish's podcast right and i just wrote some stuff about that on the site and like scheduled some other stuff out right it's it's easier to fill those pages up when you're not spreading it out like that that was like everything like not everything from the from from those specific interviews but like key stuff that i thought was important Mm-hmm. and it compile it so is that that looks a lot shorter when you're writing singular articles and then having the leftovers for right. the news update or having the um less important stuff for the news update not necessarily less important but like um st- stuff that you know what wasn't as important to the things that got published from a singular standpoint if that if that makes sense yeah, yeah. so that that's why that's why i was able to fill up that long as okay. that you know what i'm saying like so i just want to you know clarify that but well, it was either like way Either yeah, way, you're it, still putting it, in a lot of work that day. <laughs> it, it was like 33 pages worth of notes. And I sent it to John and 
yeah, that was it. That was it. That that, that I, was, I that, was in. That's what I was won, in. won him over. Okay. He's like, yeah, I was out. We'll take. This I was guy. in after that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then yes, it started from there, man. And then yeah, it's been. Oh my goodness, bro! It's, what's that? Twenty twenty? I think three or four years. This August, next month. Yeah. Yeah. That's and post is something like I've I really paid more attention to what and I'm not just saying this because you're on now too, but they I mean you guys at post really do great work too where things are, you know, very unbiased. I like the mix of okay they've got podcasts, they've got news, they've got I think everything you kind of need. So I've I've really enjoyed I've really enjoyed what post has done the last few years for sure. That's when I kind of I probably started paying attention. It's been a, been a couple of years now, but yeah, it's definitely putting out some good work. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I think that's more so like John and Wade like the um sort of the 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 standard that they have uh yeah established in terms of like what they like like especially when I I collaborate with uh John on the news front more than you know what I'm saying and me and him kind of had this like similar um like approaches or like mindsets about like what we look for in news mm-hmm. like and like what we like to cover and like it's like even though certain stuff like there was a um like just like like just from reports and stuff like that like we mm-hmm. you know like we kind of think the same they kind of like lead me him him and way lead me to like my devices in terms of like just deciding like what it what it is and what exactly it is that i want to cover and stuff like that it's never like really been um like they, they have like recommendations and stuff like that but i, I can't recall like there being a time that like they, they kind of just let me just do my thing and i, I think that was just uh it, I, I think that that sort of trust got built because yeah. they, they had went to Japan um, in January 2020 for Wrestle Kingdom mm-hmm. and they left me with the site for a full week and okay, like sure. I, I, I think that was a thing where they was like I better this is either gonna go to shit or we still have a site when we get back you know what yeah. I'm saying like they, yeah. they didn't say that but I can only assume oh, yeah, what that right. what that was like to be like I'm trusting this individual who's only been working here for like six months with our entire site for a whole week and I fucking kicked shit in the overdrive. <laughs> like, you did, did I, I? I probably left that site unsupervised, or like for news for probably like a a total. You know what I'm saying? For, for like you know, decent. You know, I had to go get food and shit like that. You know right, what I'm saying? Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Do, do like everyday shit that I usually do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you know, but besides that, I'm talking about like there was. I, I was like pretty much making sure that we was updated on that, and I, I think that was like the point when they was like, all right. You love to stay now, and, yeah. and, and that, that's that's what it felt like to me. It probably was before that, but like that's what it felt like to to me. So yeah, that that was like another um another cool cool little moment that happened along. The way. I know I just went on like a long ass tangent just now, but no, you're yeah, that good. Was, uh, you're good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like if they're leaving you the the site for the full week, I mean that's yeah. It was probably from their perspective too. It's like oh, we're gonna go, but also probably in some ways a good test like for you. Okay, like can he maintain this if we're gone? And then like, yep, you knocked it out of the park. So the next time they're probably going to not hesitate at all to have you do the same thing. So awesome. Yeah. When did you, so we, we talked, we touched on the interviews a little bit before too. When did those start coming into play for you? Was that something that you were doing? Cause that's all on your own. That's not through post. Yeah. Right. So, but they have been uh, like chance. Like I, so when, when they say like all of my, I, I do want to make mention like they're in, in this, for Fightful as well. Like there have been times with uh, they presented me with opportunities to interview servers. I don't want to sure. just be like, oh yeah, I just did it on my own. Like, cause I mean, right. they're, they're, like I, you know, I set it up on my own and edit it on my own and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Write it on my own. Like that's, that part I do on my own. But that's you. Yep. There, there, there have been 
uh, opportunity. And there have been like, times and opportunities where um, there have been wrestlers recommended to me through these specific outlets. And then on top of that, like they've been uh, like either John or, or Way or, or Sean Ross have a fight for have been like, hey, do you want to interview such and such? You know what I'm saying? Like there have definitely been those occasions. And then on top of that, even if I did it myself, um, there have been times when uh, I've been able to use the outlet name to get access sure. to these individuals. But like, I also, you know, I also want to get credit to myself because there have been plenty of opportunities where I've gotten these interviews like on my own, you know what I'm saying? But there's been a mix. I definitely don't want to say it's just me, 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 because like, that's not true, but sure. there's definitely been help. But yeah, uh, that, 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 that came into play, uh, I think after I left Fight for, I had started a YouTube channel because I, I wanted to just do, because you know, I, I first started doing interviews um, my first end, my first ever interview was actually Jungle Boy at Starcast, mm-hmm. and back in double, did yeah, Starcast uh twenty nineteen with the first double or nothing. That was, Jungle Boy was the first person like first wrestler I, I um I think I ever interviewed in person like audio because I had done uh written content only because mm-hmm. I didn't have a mic and my computer mic was shit. So sure. I, I I I was like too embarrassed to actually do uh like you know because uh, I didn't want it to sound crazy like I'm you so. I remember I still had this thing or I still have it on my Instagram. I had I did a Triple H uh media call um with my computer audio and I, I had to like the fucking mic like up to oh, <laughs> and, sure. but it, 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 it didn't sound bad, but I, I knew I could keep doing that. You know what sure. I'm saying? Like and I I'm, I still had that like I said, I had to still have that audio on my uh my Instagram back in 2018, I was nervous as hell, but you, I don't know if you could tell it in my voice, but I was like hella nervous. And I think I got like, a, I think I asked about like Pete Dunn. Cause I, I think this oh, was, take, sure. I think I think it was like, I, I think it was Takeover War Games. I think okay. it was 2018. Yeah. Cause I remember I asked about Pete Dunn. He had just had a, ba- he, like his wife was like in labor or some shit. Like he had to leave and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, sure. I, I remember I asked a question about that, but like I had started doing interviews. Um, I started my YouTube channel in 2019 um, after the written content like the written only interviews. Cause I had this, again, I did some couple of stuff like with Darby and uh, mm-hmm. Killer Cross and uh, Wesley and Sammy Guevara. And that was just written stuff. And then the YouTube stuff came after post. So I had took the, I mean, after FIFO, so I had took the interviews that I had done. Um, and I just like, I had a, got a graphic design. I want to shout this guy out. Uh, his name is Oscar. SP Media Graphics is his, is his company. And he does like my my uh, overlays and stuff like that. This dude is like sure. fucking fantastic. Like, if there's anybody that's looking for like any graphics or anything like that, definitely reach out to that dude. I definitely want to make sure I shouted him out because he's like a big part in uh like designing my logo and stuff like that. That dude is amazing. So shout out to Oscar. And um, yeah. So I, I started doing that, and I just transferred the interviews that I already had onto the YouTube channel. Then it was just a matter of like, guess it's time to start reaching out to people. And then on, I guess when that time came, you know, it was funny. Like the the, I felt like the pandemic was when I did like the most interviews. Probably like, had more I felt like that was when I got then, when people yeah. were at home. And it's I, like schedules are lighter, a little bit lighter too. And yeah, that sounds like honestly, there's a lot of bad that came out. But for you, that might be one aspect where it's like, oh, this actually worked out okay. And, and I, I think it's just exactly what you mentioned. I think that just a lot of wrestlers are just like, well, I'm at home and this is another way to promote myself. So it was like more of a opportunity to, you know, I guess, engage in these type of uh, interview settings and stuff like that. And then after the pandemic, that's when I sort of worked up the uh, enough courage to like do. No, I, I think my first video interview was back in late 2019. 
I think it was before Thanksgiving, I had interviewed Trisha Dore at an independent show in Washington, D.C. She was the first person I had interviewed on per in person. She was cool as hell. So shout out to Trisha. She, I'll tell people, but she carried me through that damn interview. And like, she was so nice, bro. And um, yeah, I always appreciate Trisha for doing that. And then that's when I started to, I guess, work up the courage to like do like on camera videos. And like, I had to learn how to work a mic and, you know, like, like I'm talking yeah. plugging like the XLR and find the right cables and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, that that's when, that, that, that's when I felt like things started to like really pick up steam in terms of like uh, the interview stuff. Sure. And you've had, I mean, you've had some really, some pretty big names on your show too. Like you've had Christian Cage, Chris Hero. I know you had Leo Rush on there too. I mean, you've had, the, the names are endless. Um, and then you had J.R. Kratos here uh, recently. Also, I wanted to, you talked about how Jason can get those little tidbits too. I, I enjoyed in the, the J.R. Kratos interview, um, he made that, mention of doing like the was i think it was a bare knuckle fight mm -hmm. like i had not heard that anywhere else too so he just kind of dropped that in there casually. Yeah. So I, I appreciated that too um as far as like you know do you have like okay here's my dream interview i think everybody that does this maybe has that do you have people that yeah i haven't haven't interviewed this person yet but it's someone that's on your radar for the future so you want to know who I, okay so this is great so i i actually wanted to I was one of my dream and I two of my dream interviews, people that I really want to interview so bad. And I had the chance um back in 2022 when I went to this convention in, in North Carolina. But uh they they turned me down, unfortunately. But I, I'm, I'm I, I hope the nigga happened in the future. It was Jacqueline Moore and two Cold Scorpio. I was like, bro, I, I'm talking about like I like genuinely because I knew they were gonna be at the convention. Yeah. Um and when I was in my hotel like the day before. I was like doing some interview prep, like in preparation for yeah. speaking to them. Like I was like, I was like going through like other interviews that they did. So I went like asking questions they already heard. I was like, I'm about to like, you know what I'm saying? Do like yeah. the best fucking interview with these people. And then I went up to them and they, I, I think it was more so of a time and thinking on the top of that. Like they, you know, they would bring it, they brought in by vendors. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, it, it's, it's like a money thing yeah. uh, in yeah. terms of like, you know, making sure that the vendor is getting the most out of the individual. And then like, I come and swoop in and like taking like 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And then like, you know, you got people who may want to buy autographs and like, let's, you know, I'm, you know, they, they want to, you're speaking to them. So they want to focus on the interview, but then at the same time, you know what I'm saying? You got people walking yeah. up asking, you know what I'm saying? They, they, that's money on the table. And I hundred percent get that. Like I, I probably, I'm pretty sure I would feel the exact same way that Rose were, uh, if Rose were reverse. So, but hopefully I can make those two interviews happen. But those are like two of my uh, dream interviews, Jacqueline Moore and uh, Tuco Scorpio. Um, of course, I want to interview like the big, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would love to interview like Edge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was one yeah. of my favorite wrestlers when I was a kid. Um, love to interview Stone Cold. You know, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of people uh, who, who, I, who I want to interview. A lot of big name dream interviews that, you know, that I would love to make happen. But there's also a lot of... I don't say I don't want to use the word like small names, but like a lot of um, names who are on that particular level that I, of of those who I just mentioned, who I would love to uh, speak to as well. Independent talents, um, talents who may not be getting that much recognition and stuff like that, uh, or, or names who may be just building themselves up. Like it's always a pleasure to you know speak to anybody who's willing to um, give you their time. Absolutely. Um, so since you've been, you know, you've been covering wrestling now for a number of years, uh, whether it's through like websites or through interviews, how was like covering wrestling? How has that changed how you view it as a fan? That's a good ass question. Um, I, I, I will say that 
there have been not, not all the time, of course, but there have been points where it can sort of kind of take the enjoyment out of it just a little bit. Not not all the time. Like it's, trust me, there are times like where I get very amped up about pro wrestling. There's a lot of times where I get amped up about pro wrestling, but there are times I have noticed over the just you know just the course of like the last five years where I'm been like it it, it kind of takes the uh not the excitement of the in-ring stuff because that's definitely not it but more so like spoiling myself on certain things and having certain expect to like uh, I, when I, I see I'm like oh I know this person about to show up and then their music hits and it's like ah, you know yeah. and, and sometimes I, I had those I'm like oh I missed those days like when I didn't know but like I, I will say the one thing that I definitely appreciate about wrestling news uh, that has helped me in that sense and it's only changed me as a fan is maybe like a very um just for me, I think I'm like very unbiased. Mm-hmm. I feel like it. I feel like everybody says they're unbiased. Like I mean, like because you, you know you look right. at it from oh, your yeah. own perspective. Yeah. But but I, I do just from covering news. I feel like it has made me because uh, I, I cover so many different promotions and companies and stuff like that. And I feel like I have a um, a good view on a lot of these different uh, places. So yeah, I, I, I would say it has made me uh, a bass and I, I feel like I can either critique or um he prays onto them on a um on a fair scale if that makes sense and I, and I definitely credit that a lot to like just being involved in uh wrestling media and, and covering the news on a consistent basis if you were to not have to cover something and just watch it strictly for enjoyment do you have favorite promotions at this point uh in terms of like like they are um I, I, I would say more so there are certain wrestlers and promotions that I enjoy watching. And therefore, I guess in turn, I enjoy those pr- promotions. Like just like, in the, like somebody that I've like really been uh, like enjoying a lot as just like recently, like just somebody off the top. I'm like really enjoying Orange Cassidy's in-ring work mm-hmm. and his run that he's had as AEW as a national champion. I think he's probably the best champion, the, the best consistently defending champion in yes. AEW, if that makes sense. Like he's mm-hmm. like, I think Orange has like really shown a lot of people that like, bro, he's legit. Like, if, if people haven't already noticed that, but like, I think yeah. Orange is having one of the best. He's runs. really uh, proved that too, and it's just like he has a lot of defenses to every match delivers. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah, like like twenty six damn title defenses already. That's yeah. crazy. And um, I, I'm I'm really enjoying um, like Sami Zayn. And Kevin Owens in in in, in WWE and, and what they're doing. I've always been a big fan of both individually. Like one of my yeah. favorite matches I got to see in person was the one they had at a uh, Battleground 2016 in DC. Mm-hmm. I, I love that match. One of my favorite matches, uh, and I'm glad I got to see that um, live. Uh, another uh, wrestler who I who, who I've been enjoy, who I enjoy like you know like we, we was just talking about it like before like I think before we started talk, uh, recording it was Brian Keith independent mm-hmm. wrestler Brian Keith like because you, yeah. you've seen him in the uh, West Coast Pro and New, and New Texas Pro and you mentioned that he was the champion at your your local uh, yep. independent yep. promotion sure. which is which is a real which is a real cool tidbit I enjoy Brian Keith's work um, Michael Oku that's mm-hmm. Overland Rep Pro yep. mm-hmm. um, I like Speedball Mike Bailey and Impact I like Jonathan Gresham. Um, you, you want to know somebody who I think is uh, uh let, this is like just on the top of my brain. I I, I hate I hate those moments that I'm like I'm about to go into a thought and then like it slips in my brain. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm like really enjoying um, Deanna Perrazzo and mm-hmm. her reign as Knockouts World, what reigns as Knockouts World Champion. I think her enjoying Grace back in 2020 at Slam they had one of the best matches of the year. 
Um, I don't think that match get enough credit. I think that was definitely one of the best matches of 2020. Um, I'm enjoying Deanna. I'm enjoying Masha Slamovich. Uh, who else? So, so, so a lot of different wrestlers out there, man. Like I'm uh, so, so, somebody who have uh, seen stuff like sporadically um, over the years is All Japan's uh, Kento Miyahara. I've seen yeah. like some stuff, not a lot of stuff, but I've seen like a lot of his big matches over the past like several years or so, and I see why people look at him as like that uh like one of the marquee yeah. talents and why yeah. all Japan looks at him as one of their marquee talents. Yeah. Again, He's I haven't good. seen like a, yeah, I haven't seen like a lot of his stuff, but I've seen like a lot of his big matches over the past several years. So like I, I saw enough to see why people view him in the light that yeah. they, yeah. you know what I'm saying, that they view him. And um, another person that I've uh, sort of grown, and, and this I've learned about this person through a good friend of mine who works at a post wrestling named WH Park. And he's like, uh, hits me to like a lot of the um, wrestling that goes on in a lot of on the Japanese wrestling scene. I and, love his uh, podcast, like, uh, by the way. Yeah, WH. Is, the, the, yeah, that's yeah, great. The, you, yeah, WH is the man, bro. Like he, he real, real cool dude, and uh, he got me hip to like Dragon Gate and stuff like that. So I got to see like Shun Skywalker. Like mm, I think yep. he's really good. Um, it's, a, it's a, some stuff from uh from from Noah like Kano. I, I like really enjoy his stuff. Like he seen like because I, I, I don't know what he's saying, but he seems like a good talker. He seems like he talk a lot of shit. Like so, so like you you know I, I I again I don't know what he's saying, but uh he, he seems like he's he's doing great on that aspect in terms of being on the mic and a great wrestler as well. Like I even heard a story from uh from Eddie Edwards. Like and I mean you can see it um just, just in Kano's in ring work, but like how um like how hard his kicks are. Like how these kids Eddie Eddie Edwards told this story about how like he he got kicked by Kano so hard, I think he like cracked his sternum or something like that. And I was like Jesus Christ. And then you can you can see it through his modern day where even with uh Noah and um I think Katsuhiko Nagajima. I think yeah. I think he, he I think that um he's one of some of the one of the people in Noah who again I, I I try to see as much as possible but like when I hear like it's a big match or or whatever like that I I try to tune in or like catch a match or whatever like that like he's one of those people I enjoy like I remember he knocked out I think it was Tetsuya Endo at uh the, the yeah, Cyber Fight Festival right. show back yeah. in I'm just gonna knock his ass clean I like yeah. I, I'm, I'm not about, I'm not making fun of like that's not funny yeah. but like he, right. He hit him. He like clocked him, and I was like, yeah. "God damn!" He doesn't you, phone you, it you in. Say, you say that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that. He does not phone it in. Every time I watch one of his matches, I'm like, I'm waiting for something to go wrong exactly. too. Because I mean, it's one thing if you're if you're kicking somebody that's in a somewhat safe place, you know, it still yeah. like makes me cringe. Like those kicks it's to the like chest. Like on this area, the, yeah. the the upper neck, like yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah, that makes me cringe a little bit. But I mean, it's it's entertaining. <laughs> but I'm like. I always, he's the guy that's like, he makes you believe like, okay, something might actually happen here because he, because he literally is just, he's, he's, he's going all in. He's going all in. And then I think he has like some type of, um, some type of background, I think like in kickbox or some like, he might have some training. I don't know if it was anything like, you know, record wise, but maybe like some training. So I guess that like adds to the, um, yeah. the, 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 the credence or the, the, uh, the illusion or yes. the like or the whatever whatever word I'm trying to figure out what like I'm trying to say right now that he might be one of those people that try to shoot on you in a match. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like I think that's a that's a cool thing, man. It's, it's so many bro, it's it's so much good stuff. Like one one wrestler I enjoy from Mexico is Bolador Jr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that and I, I found out him through the New Japan uh Fantastica Mania. Yeah. It's always tours. a good like opportunity that, that. to see people you don't really see. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like that, that that's how I keep up. Like I, I, I I like rarely, I'm talking about rarely watching. Like I think the last CML match I watched was when Rock Romero faced Baltimore Jr. Mm-hmm. for the like I think it was a World Story uh, title, welterweight title. Mm-hmm. Um, bro, like 
those Fantastic Mania shows hit me to a lot of the wrestlers over yeah. there. Because again, I don't watch a lot of single, I don't watch a lot of AAA unless it's like a big show. You know what I'm saying? Like I know Kenny Omega's wrestling by Kingo Russo. I probably watch that. Mm-hmm. You know, or like if I hear like a big match or something like that. But most most of the time, it's I rarely watch any uh sure. in, in, in Mexico, and I try to keep up through stuff through like again through news and through Twitter yeah. and Instagram and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Volador Jr. is somebody who I enjoy a lot. I, I really like his like smoothness in the ring. He kind of remind me of um like Swerve Strickland or uh, yeah, Cedric yeah. Alexander. Mm-hmm. But Cedric Alexander was on 205 Live. Oh my God, it's those days. Yeah, Cedric, I know. Cedric I miss was that. on 205 Live. Man, oh my God. Like, bro. So just to touch on that real quick. So again, I know it's going to be a little like, dude, I, I lie to you not. I think 205 Live was probably, I would say, second or third best wrestling program under wwe's banner oh yeah i was day was one high. like i was a day one 205 like for like that first that first stretch i mean it, it fell off at some point but like that however long like yeah it was some of the best and like nobody it was, so, was, it was nobody so was fucking good bro. Like, hardly anybody was like yeah, yeah. but it, it was like the, the wrestling was so good it was like on a weekly basis there was at least one or two matches where it was like that shit was a banger. Like, and they, the roster they had, like, dude, they had Leo Rush, Mustafa Ali. But how, how, like, how did we get to this point where Mustafa Ali, where he's at now? Like, what, what, what the fuck I, happened? I don't know. What I, happened? That's a, that's a good question. Dude, like, like, and for you, somebody, like you said, like you, you was day one since 12. Do you remember, like, when this dude was, like, the ultimate baby face? Like, it was, like, to yes. the point where people was, like, I cannot wait to see this dude with X, Y, and Z on the main roster. Yes. I was, like, what happened i yeah i don't know and it's been like even since then it's been like maybe there's been a few times where it's been like start stop and then it's just back down to to nothing it's just so frustrating too where it's like someone's so good and it's just like nothing's nothing's happening you want to know what i think like but i I don't think he'll be able to get to the, the the point he was because i think it was because of that heel turn that he was on main and nobody cared. And it was just like, it, it, I, I think that just hurt him a lot. And then on top of that, I don't think the, but and, and the crazy thing is bro, like he was only on the main roster because Brian Danielson wanted him on the main roster. Like yeah. he's the, like Ali said this in the interview, this isn't like breaking it. Like he said this, I think it was on Talk to Jericho back in 2018. And he was just like, Danielson like walked into the creative room was just like dude we need like new baby faces like I'm tired of like working the same fucking people like we right. need new people yeah. and he was like well how about Mustafa Ali let's get Mustafa Ali in here and then that's how he got his call up you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm just remembering how like over Mustafa Ali was yeah and, like oh he, gosh, this yeah. was just like white meat baby face you know what I'm saying like you when you have somebody like when you, this in wrestling in general, you got to handle baby faces more delicately than you do a heel. A heel, oh, yeah. you can, you, you know what I'm saying? You can misplace them and they can get they can get it back. But like with a baby face that's like actual, like just pure. Oh, it's done. It, you you got you to gotta be careful with that because like at any moment they could like lose, you know, that sort of luster, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just like, I, I it's just crazy to me, like how things just went so left when we stopped finally thinking about like where he was when he was having like those series of matches. Oh with yeah. Buddy. Like yeah. even bro, yeah. bro, even like if you want to do a heel turn on Mustafa Ali, I like I say this on so many different podcasts. Like if there was a time to ever turn Mustafa Ali heel and make it make sense, was to have him challenge Kofi for the world title because Kofi would have never been in that elimination chamber if Mustafa Ali didn't get hurt. Yeah. That is exactly. like the most obvious thing. Writes like, itself. 
It, but it's so simple. It's yeah. like you you could like throw it like a, a 10 year old child and be like, hey, <laughs> what would you do in this situation? And they would be like, well, I would have him face him because yeah. like he took his fat. And, and they never went that way. And I still to this day don't understand why they didn't go that route because it was a logical story that makes sense. Yeah. Could have added to the Kobe story. Like that's like, I, we, we going off a tangent now. But like, <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I was just thinking about those days when you uh, mentioned, uh, you know, being a, a fan of two for last since day one. And I'm just thinking about like some of these wrestlers. But yeah, I was I was mentioning Baldo Jr. talking about that. And then, yeah, how he reminds me of Swerve and Cedric Alexander with how smooth they are in the ring and how they make everything uh, look so easy. And even you could throw Buddy Matthews in there too. Like yeah, that's yeah. Like, every everything this fucking dude does look like perfect. I'm yeah, like, he's so like a good. machine. Yeah. He's so good. I'm sorry for cursing your show. I don't know if I cursed on your show. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. No, okay. totally. Whatever, whatever you want to do is good with me. Uh, well, Andrew, I've 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 taken up enough of your time. Thank you so much for taking all taking the time to do this. But I know we've we've talked about your interviews, we've talked about posts. Um, where can everyone find your things? They, and they can find me on uh, on Twitter and Instagram at ad thompson uh, underscore underscore. Um, that's that's the one that joke right there from waiting the underscore underscore thing. Yeah, <laughs> they, 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 I have convinced myself to never change it. I'm never changing the underscore. I'm keeping it. And um, you can follow. Yeah, you, uh, <laughs> you can uh, check out my interviews at Andrew Thompson Interviews uh, on YouTube. And yeah, that's that's uh, that's about it, man. And oh yeah, I do the um, I do a podcast on post wrestling called NWA Podcast uh, with Nate Milton and Chris Ely. So yeah, go check that out. We do a monthly, so and we'll be awesome. back in like a couple of weeks. So yeah, that's all I got. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again, Andrew. I'll have to have you back on at some point. We can talk more wrestling. And say, Mike, I just want to tell you, I mean, uh, Matthew, I just want to tell you, I think you do a great job of hosting and doing your interview, doing interviewing. You're great at it. Not just saying that because you had me on, I'm telling you, because I, I know uh, uh, you, you told me that you were like early into it. I think you're doing a hell of a job for somebody that's barely early into it. And I'm wishing you the best of success. And I definitely hope that you get like, you know, bigger, you know, names on here and like, you know, you just can't continue to grow it. So yeah, I'm definitely rooting for you, man. And anytime you need like a, whatever like you know contact or whatever it is like i definitely try my best to uh to help out whenever whenever i can so yeah thank, definitely thank you for having me on oh absolutely. and again i know i told you in the email but i'm sorry i couldn't make it last week i hate i, I hate when people invite me on stuff and i can't follow through on it because like i feel like i'm wasting their time so i definitely wanted to make sure that i followed up this week so yeah i just want to tell you thank you for that and uh, i think you're doing a great job bro oh thank you man i appreciate it too i'm yeah i'm um, I've I've done five episodes. This is my fifth episode, so I'm still still pretty pretty early. And I feel like I've I think I've gotten a little bit better on each one. I, I know I still have a long way to go, but it's been it's been fun, and you were a, a great guest to have on. So um, definitely want to do it again some point. But I'll let you go. But thanks again. I appreciate you having All me, right. on, bro. Thank you, man.